lower part of the world you are connecting from. You're welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead prayers this morning. Um, so for the next few minutes, we are going to be praying and interceding for the nations of the world and interceding for all men. But first, I'd like to read from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise God. Right now, we're going to be praying for leaders of the nation. So we're going to be praying for the wisdom of God upon their lives. We are declaring that they will make policies that favors the children of God in the name of Jesus. We are declaring that they are coming into the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are declaring that leaders all around the world from the highest even to the least person in authority, they are receiving salvation in the name of Jesus. And only the plan and purpose of Jesus will come to pass in the nations of the world. We also pray for um, people all around the world, especially the youth, that their hearts are open to this gospel. They receive this gospel, that they are not deceived in the name of Jesus. Let's just be speaking other tongues, in the name of Jesus, that men are coming to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And on the day of rapture, at least six billion people are rapturing in the mighty name of Jesus. Mandala <laughs> 
Oh, Father, we say thank you, God. Because we know that soonest, oh God, right now, leaders all around the world, they are accepting Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And they're not doing it secretly. They are doing it in the open. And because of these decisions, Oh, men all around the world, they are accepting this gospel. Oh, henceforth, the news we're going to be seeing. Ah, breaking news. The president of Nigeria has given his heart to Christ. Oh, only godly men are ruling the nations of the world. Only Jesus has authority over the nations of the world. 
will pray for all men. Especially the youth. That is killing their eyes, oh God, are falling and they know the truth and they accept the truth and the truth sets them free in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Reba thank you lord god because we know that the issue will be ah the church is even too small to accommodate people i will begin to build more churches in the name of jesus on the day of rapture oh thank you lord god because at least six billion people are rapturing to the glory of God. Oh, Rada Bazite de Bojan Taraba, Baroko Zon Toli Baraba. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Festivals of souls, festival of souls, festival of souls. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to lead prayers this morning. And I'd like to say a very big thank you to everyone for joining us and making power available all around the world. Thank you so much. Right now, we're moving into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. And I'd like to invite the esteemed Sister Amaka over to you, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Thank you for leading us in those times of intercession for our leaders, for our nations, and for the young people in our world. Praise God. There's a song that's coming to my spirit. I don't know if I have any choir member here who can take it for us. If you're here, please raise your hand. It's a song by Minister Ellie J. Um, the steadfast love of the Lord never sees it. Is there anyone who knows it, who can take it for us? The steadfast love. Okay, Rosebud David, go ahead. Thank you, Mom. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. See the one, the one, the one See. that I was talking about. This is the one that we all know. There's one that um LJ sang. Okay, Mom. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Not really, Mom. Okay, uh, but go ahead. Let's Thank sing the help. one that you know. Let me help you. Okay, okay, please go ahead. The steadfast love never ceases. Your faithfulness is forever. Your steadfast love never ceases. You change not, oh Jesus, 
Okay, so Sister Rosebud, we will not take the one that all of us know. Please go ahead. Your steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come. I want us to meditate on the content of these words as Sister Rosebud sings. Those words are true and they are true even now. Please go ahead, sis. The steadfast love of the Lord never sees. mercies never comes to an end. It's Every morning, Hallelujah. Every morning, great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. It is suitable Faithfulness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Serves God. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. The steadfastness of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. His messes never come to an end. His messes never come to an end. His messes never come to an end. There is nothing that you do that God will say, my messes, I'm done with you. His messes never come to an end. They are new every morning, every morning, every morning. 
Praise God, praise God. Have confidence in the love of God. Have confidence in his kindness, in his faithfulness. He said even in our unfaithfulness, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. It's his nature. It's his nature. It's just like saying a dog, a dog should not bark. It's his nature to bark. If he opens his mouth, he's going to bark. God cannot deny himself. He's faithful. It's his nature. His mercies are new every morning. He's merciful. It's his nature. Praise the Lord. If you're looking at the screen, today is Saturday, 3rd of July, 2021. Welcome once again to a whole new month, the seventh month in the year of preparation. And the title of today's devotional article, He's the Lord that crowns. And I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Revelation 6 and verse 2. One day, while in prayer, I was singing a hymn that went forth. All hail, you know, you know the song, all hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate for Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him, Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him, Lord of all. Suddenly, the Lord stopped me and said, crown him Lord of all. You can't do it. <laughs> like the way the Holy Spirit can engage his children. For the first time, I thought about it and realized that no man can crown him. Not even the whole world could. With what will they crown him? We don't have a good enough crown to put on him. Neither do we have any authority to bestow on him. More so, you can't crown the one who has all authority. All power is his. Praise the Lord. He ex it explains why some Bible scholars have difficulties understanding certain portions of scripture, such as Revelation 6 to it says, And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Some things the horse rider in, in the verse above is Jesus, but he's not. First, it says, Rider had a bow. Jesus never uses a bow. The Bible, however, says Jesus has a sword. Revelation 2 and verse 12. In Revelation 6, 2, we read that a crown was given unto him, but a crown wasn't given to Jesus. He's the king of kings. The description he went for conquering and to conquer isn't of Jesus, but of the Antichrist. Jesus will only battle the nations at his second coming. That's when he will ride on a white horse and judge the nations in righteousness. Revelation 19, 11 to 12 says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, 
a wild horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. The eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Notice that a crown wasn't given to him, rather he has many crowns and he crowns. James 1 and verse 12, 1 Peter 5 and verse 4. Those are references for you to check out after the study. It's important to know who Jesus really is and to sing the right songs to worship him. He's the blessed and holy potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who only had immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man had seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. First Timothy 6, 15 to 16. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, I think um, today's devotional is more of a corrective devotional. You see, there are songs that we sing. There are things that we sing. And, you know, um, excuse me, often here, I try to remind us how that though we are in the world, we are not of the world. And we must be sensitive enough to know which is of God and that which is not of God. So that we don't find ourselves identifying with demons or identifying with things that are not um, the present truth according to, the, according to scripture. You know, um, for instance, even in the world today, there are many musicians that we like. There are many music, um, music um, groups that we like you know, and that we love, maybe because of a particular song that they released. And then because of that, we started following them on social media and then we just love them. So there's a tendency that whatever song they release, we'll just accept it and, you know, download it and it becomes a part of our, our music collection. But you see, today is reminding us that it matters that the songs align with scripture. So you don't find yourself saying what you should not say. You know, there are many things. And you see, if, you, if you've been following us through this journey, we've been reading the devotional on a daily basis and we've been reading the Bible, you know, you will see the things that align with God and you will see the things that, are, that do not align with God. You know, like just this song is a song that most of us grew up uh, grew up singing. I used to love this song very well until also I heard Pastor explain it. He said, crown him Lord of all. He, he's already been crowned and he's the one that's going to crown all of us. We don't have that authority. We don't have that power. It, it's, it's someone who has a greater authority than someone that can crown the person. You know, so it matters. You know, you see, you, I, I remember there's a song where... Um, Oh, we've come into your presence. Um, come, Lord Jesus. Oh, you know, many, many things. But we were born into his presence from day one, and we dwell in his presence. So we don't come and go. We live in his presence. Because the Holy Spirit, the Bible told us that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, right? So if he does, we don't come and go. So you see, there are many things that as you learn the scriptures, you'll be able to tell that, no, this is not scriptural. This is not it, but this is it. So it matters to us that, it matters to God that, you know, we know these things and we, 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 we are careful not to author words that take us backwards 
or that I, I, I'm trying to use the right words. It's like, um, um, yeah, that deprive us of the enthronement that we already have. Yeah, so um, the knowledge that you have, be intentional out reviewing the songs that you sing, no matter how the melodies are. You know, there are times when I've downloaded certain songs, they were new songs, they sounded so perfect, so cool, and they were maybe by one of my favorite guys. And then the first time I just played it on my phone and I started and I just heard a line like, no, 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 no. This is not for me, this is not for me. And I immediately, I will go to my music stuff and I will read it. Because I, do, I love the song, but the lyrics, it's contrary to what the scripture says and it's contrary to what I should be hearing. Lest I, I, I use my mouth to get myself into a space that God hasn't planned for me. So please always review it. And, you know, beyond, beyond um, 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 the songs, even the men of God that you listen to, you know, there's a tendency, I, I, I was hearing somebody say that in, in Africa, for instance, because of the kind of life we were used to growing up in places of lack where a lot of amenities were not provided by the, gov by the government, um, most of our prayers are channeled towards our needs. So, you know, there's a tendency to want to jump from one prayer chain to another because, oh, um, they, they told you that, ah, this prayer that happens in this ministry every day at 7 a.m. they receive testimonies. No, see, we need to understand that the God that, that see, God does not answer prayers. I don't know how to put it. May you understand it. There is nothing new that God is doing for us. What you call a miracle is us putting our faith to walk on the word that has already been given. It is not at that moment that you pray in quote. You know, when God was telling the disciples that acts and it shall be given unto you, they were not born again. Remember that he was talking to a people that were not born again. But Paul made us understand in Philippians, in 1 Peter, through the scriptures, he, he told us, he, he told us in Colossians, he said, all things are yours. He told us in another place, he said, God has made all things available to you that pertain unto life and godliness. The, the new creation in Christ Jesus, every prayer he will ever pray has already been answered. So what we call miracles actually are a manifestation of our faith in the word that activates what the word has. He said, I present you to the word and to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and deliver unto you your inheritance. That means everything about your inheritance has been provided in the word. When you exercise faith in the word and you activate the, 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 the result of one of those inheritances, when you get that testimony, when you get that miracle, it is you acting on faith in the word. It wasn't really a miracle. It, this, what we call miracles are not miracles with God. I, I'm, I'm hoping you catch it. Because see, there are certain things we tell babes, God will answer your prayer, God will, and no, it's for babes. When you come to the epignosis of who you are in Christ, you wonder that God doesn't answer prayers. He finished his works from the beginning of the earth. Everything that needed to have been done was consummated with the death, the, 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 death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. So he's not doing anything now. He's not. Christ is enthroned on high. 
The only thing that we hear that he does when you read through the scripture, he talks about accepting our incense, right? We read about it was yesterday or two days ago. Our prayers rise up to him and as incense. And it explained to us that those prayers are prayers of worship and intercession. But he didn't talk about prayer for your need because your needs are already met. You need to understand the scriptures in the New Testament where Jesus was talking to people who were not born again because then he hadn't died. Then you need to understand the one, the ones, especially the writings of Paul. See, the writings of Paul, the epistles are actually the one for the new creation. What Jesus tried to show us a lot was to correct many things about the Old Testament, about how we saw God. And a lot of the conversations he had with the people were people who were not born again. There were things he said about the people who were going to be born again. But you must know which one is for you so that you don't take words that were said to people who were not born again and think they were said to you. I, I, I hope that you understand this thing. What I just shared with you were, are exactly the words and the teachings of Pastor Chris. And I don't want us to be babes in Christ because until you come into full maturity, you will be that person that is jumping from one prayer chain to another. Oh, this ministry is doing prayer. They are doing this challenge on social media. You are jumping because you are looking for a miracle. Stop looking for what you already have. Stop. You have it in you. Be content with where God has placed you and build on your fellowship with the word. He said, I commend you to God and to his word. If that one hour you use or that two hours to you use to join that prayer chain, if you give attention to the word, if you would listen to a message about that matter and confess according to the words that you hear, the things that you have heard, you will get your miracle. Stop jumping from one prayer chain to another, one ministry to another, looking for miracles. Everything you need is already inside you. Fellowship with the word and you see those things happen. Praise God. Thank you so much, everyone. I'll hand over to Sister Joy at this moment for the first study and the Rhapsody prayer. God bless you. Thank you so much, Ma, for today's ministration. Thank you, Ma. Praise God. Um, I'm going to be taking the further study, and we're reading from First Chronicles 16, verse 8 to 12. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Take, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done. His wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Praise God. First Peter 5, 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that faded not away. Hallelujah. James 1.12. God will bless you if you don't give up when your faith is being tested. He will reward you with a glorious life, just as he rewards everyone who loves him. We're going to be taking the prayers together. It's on the screen. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Dear Father, my heart is enlightened to worship you according to your word in spirit and in truth. 
as I proclaim your word in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and make melody in my heart to you. I set up an atmosphere of thanksgiving and, mirac and the miraculous. Thank you for the ministry of the Spirit in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. We're moving into the New Testament reading segment, and I'd like to invite the esteemed Brother Dozi. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a great day ahead. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on the part of the world you are connecting from. Welcome to today's Inspired by the World Time of Devotion. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this amazing platform. Congratulations to each and every one of us that have been consistent with the one-year Bible reading plan. Today we're reading the book of Acts, chapter 16, and from verse 16. We're reading the message translation, and it's been a very, very interesting read. Praise God. Amen. So the caption for today is beat up and thrown in jail. Hallelujah. So we're reading of um, Paul and Barnabas, their journey and how um, Barnabas had to separate from Paul because of John Mark, who um, quit on their first journey and Paul didn't want to continue on with him. And next time we read about how God directed them by the Holy Spirit. They tried going into different locations and they were not allowed and, and in a dream god appeared to paul in a man with macedonia a man in macedonia appeared to paul and now give them direction for where to go so we're reading from verse 16 today the caption is beat up and thrown in jail verse 16 one day on our way to the place of prayer a slave girl ran into us she was a psychic and with her fortune telling made a lot of money for the people who owned her. You know, so many of us, we meet a lot of people that tells us our futures and things that happen. You know, it's what we call familiar spirit. So this is the kind of spirit that was in manifestation in this girl. She was a psychic. So it's a demonic manifestation. She started following Paul around, calling everyone's attention to us by yelling out, these men are working for the most high God. They are laying out the road of salvation for you. She did this for a number of days until Paul, finally fed up with her, turned and commanded the spirit that possessed her. Out in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out of her. And it was gone. Just like that. We don't negotiate with demons. We just cast them out. Verse 19, when her owners saw that their lucrative little business was suddenly bankrupt, they went after Paul and Silas, robbed them up, and dragged them into the marketplace, market square. Then the police arrested them, pulled them into a court with the accusation, these men are disturbing the peace, dangerous Jewish agitators, subverting our Roman law and order. By this time, the crowd had turned into a wrestler mob out for blood. The judges went along with the mob, had Paul and Silas' clothes ripped off, 
and ordered a public beating. After beating them black and blue, they threw them into jail, telling the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guard so there would be no chance of escape. This is what people went through in preaching the gospel or in getting this gospel to us. He did just that, threw them into the maximum security cell in the jail and clamped leg irons on them. Verse 25, along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. Then without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open. All the prisoners were loose. Startled from sleep, the jailers saw all the doors swinging loose on their hinges. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he pulled out his sword and was about to do himself in, figuring he was as good as dead anyway. When Paul stopped him, don't do that. We're still here. Nobody's run away. The jailer got a torch and ran inside. Badly shaken, he collapsed in front of Paul and Silas. He led them out of the jail and asked, Sirs, what do I have to do to be saved, to really leave? They said, put your entire trust in the master Jesus. Then you will live as you were meant to live and everyone in your household included. They went on to spell out in detail the story of the master. The entire family got in on this part. They never did get to, that, to, to bed that night. The jailer made them feel at home, dressed their wounds, and then he couldn't wait till morning. He was baptized, he and everyone in his family. Praise God. There in his home, he had food set out for a festive meal. It was, a, it was a night to remember. He and his entire family had put their trust in God. Everyone in the house was in on the celebration. At daybreak, the court judges sent officers with instructions, release this man. The jailers gave Paul the message. The judges sent word that you are free to go on your way. Congratulations, go in peace. But Paul wouldn't budge. He told the officers, they beat us in public and threw us in jail. Roman citizens in good standing. And now they want us to us out of the way on the sly without anyone knowing. Nothing doing. If they want us out of here, let them come themselves and lead us out in broad daylight. When the officers reported this, the judges panicked. They had no idea that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. They hurried over and apologized, personally escorted them from the jail and then asked them if they wouldn't please, if, if they wouldn't please leave the city. Walking out of the jail, Paul and Silas went straight to Lydia's house, saw their friends again, encouraged them in the faith and went on their way. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word in our hearts 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you so much, everyone, for today. As we go forth, we go forth preaching this gospel, helping other people live this life that they have been really called to live, this complete life, this eternal life, this true life, this God life that God has given to each and every one of us. We go forth today evangelize. Amen. I hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament by reading plan. God bless you all. God bless you too, Brother Z. Thank you very much for that interesting read. Wow. Book of Acts is getting more and more interesting by the day, and I'm loving it. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from. And welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one year Bible reading plan. Please, I'd like to say that in case you have a testimony, start preparing your testimony right now. Because we are reading, we are starting the book of Job's, uh, Job, sorry, and we're reading Job 1 and 2. It's a not so long read. And um, I'm sure we will have time to take some testimonies. Praise the Lord. A big thank you to Steve Sister Maka for that beautiful Rhapsody of Reality segment. Okay. Caption, a man devoted to God. Job 1. Job was a man who lived in Oz. He was honest inside and out. A man of his word who was totally devoted to God and hated evil with a passion. He had seven sons and three daughters. He was also very wealthy. 7,000 head of sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, 500 donkeys, and a huge staff of servants, the most influential man in all the, in all the East. See, this, this verse is here. I've already negated some people's notion that if you are a child of God, you, that children of God cannot be rich or influential can see that Job here, <clears throat> the Bible says that he was the most influential man in all the East, and yet he was devoted to God and hated evil with a passion. From verse 4, his sons used to take turns hosting parties in their homes, always inviting their three sisters to join them in their merrymaking. When the parties were over, Job would get up early in the morning and sacrifice a bond offering for each of his children, thinking maybe one of them sinned by defying God inwardly. Job made a habit of these sacrificial atonements just in case they had sinned. The first test, family and fortune. Verse 6, one day when the angels came to report to God, Satan, who was the designated accuser, came along with them. God singled out Satan and said, what have you been up to? Satan answered God, going here and there, checking things out on earth. God said to Satan, have you noticed my friend Job? There is no one quite like him, honest and true to his word, totally devoted to God and hating evil. Satan retorted, so do you think Job does all that out of the sheer goodness of his heart? Why? Why? No one ever had it so good. You pamper him like a pet. You make sure nothing bad ever happens to him or his family or his possessions. Bless everything he does. He can't lose. You see, we have an idea of how God is to us 
But who, what do you think would happen if you reached down and took away everything that is, that is his? It would cause you right to your face. That's what God replied. We will see. Go ahead. Do what you want with all that is his. Just don't hurt him. And Satan left the presence of God. Sometime later, while Job's children were having one of their parties at home, at the home of the oldest son, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys grazing in the field next to us. When Serbians attacked, they stole the animals and killed the field hands. I'm the only one to get out alive and tell you what happened. You see, while he was still talking, another messenger arrived and said, Boats of lightning struck the sheep and the shepherds and fried them, burned them to a crisp. I'm the only one to get out alive and tell you what happened. While he was still talking, another messenger arrived and said, Chaldeans coming from three directions raided the camels and massacred the camel drivers. I'm the only one to get out alive and tell you what happened. While he was still talking, another messenger arrived and said, Your children were having a party at home of the oldest brother when a tornado swept in of the desert and struck the house. It collapsed on the young people and they died. I'm the only one to get out alive and tell you what happened. <laughs> Job got to his feet ripped his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshipped. Hmm. Naked I come from my world as naked I'll return to the womb of the earth. God gives, God takes. God's name be ever blessed. Not once through all this did Job sin. Not once did he blame God. To all the <coughs> When one is facing challenges, or the talk of God, why me? Why are you doing this to me? It is wrong. The second test helped. One day when the angels came to report to God, Satan also showed. God singled out saying, Satan said, and what have you been up to? Satan answered God, oh, going here and there, checking things out. Then God says, have you noticed my friend? There is no one quite like him. He's there. He's there. Honest and true to his word, totally devoted to God and hating evil. He still has a firm grip of his integrity. He tried to trick me into destroying him, but it didn't work. Satan answered, A human, a human would do anything to save his life. What do you think would happen if you reached down and took away his health? It cost you to your face. That's what. God said, All right, go ahead. You can do what you like, but mind you, don't kill him. Satan left God and struck Job with terrible swords. Job was heart was ulcers and scarred from head to foot. They itched and oozed so badly that he took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself, then went and sat on a trash heap among the ashes. His wife said, still holding on to your precious integrity, are you? Curse God and be done with it. He told her, you're talking like an empty-headed fool. We take the good, good days from God. Why not also the bad days? Not once through all these Job's He said nothing against God. The caption, Job's three friends. This made me remember the scripture that says, in your, in your anger, possess your souls. It says, not once through all this did Job sin. He said nothing against God. Verse 11, three of Job's friends heard of all the trouble that had fallen in him. Each traveled from his own country 
Eliphaz, from Teman, Bildad, from Shuha, Zophar, from Nama, and went together to Job to keep him company and comfort him. When they first caught sight of him, they couldn't believe what they saw. They hardly recognized him. They cried out in lament, ripped their robes, and dumped death on their heads as a sign of their grief. Then they sat with him on the ground. Seven days and nights, they sat there without saying a word. They could see how rotten he felt, how deeply he was suffering. Okay, we'll continue with this story tomorrow. So much to learn from the life of Job. May the Lord bless this word, his word. About you, Brother Martins. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. What a reach. Okay. Um, we're taking our formation at this point. I'm trying to share my screen. Praise the Lord. We start our formation by taking our names first. My name is, you say your name, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, your name. I hope my screen has been shared. I'm trying to share it. Okay. Yes, we can see. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay, in the next paragraph, I'm I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name face, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this point, I'll kindly ask you to unmute your mics as we take our permission at the count of three. One, two, three. My name is Martin Suchi. I have the Communication of my Amen. 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 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At this point, we'll be going through the communion segment. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're going straight to the communion segment at this point. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Which is broken for you. These do in remembrance of me. Oh, that the passion and death of Christ, what he went through. He was bruised, he was beaten, he was battered. All he did for you and I, for the world, for the salvation of the world. The Bible says the sin of the whole world was cast upon him. All diseases, all pain, was poured on him. Every shame was poured on him. If this be true, then no disease can stay in your body. And we know it is true because he died for us. We believe in him. We trust him with our lives. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we break this bread this morning, we will never be broken in life. Every pain is gone. Every infirmity is gone. Every disease is dematerializing and passing out of your body now by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you praise. Thank you. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Oh, after the same manner also, he took the cup. When he has sobbed, saying, this cup is in New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show what I did for you. You enact everything that was done for you. And the Bible says we are sanctified and we've been glorified. As we take this cup this morning, that glory that has been given unto us is shown for the world to see. And everywhere we step forth to, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we will never be denied any favor. The grace of God that causes acceptability is better than our spirit. Therefore, everywhere we go, we are accepted by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we give you praise. We worship you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, go ahead and take the cup.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. You know, some people are standing in a gap for members of their family, even as they took this cup. For that one who stands in a gap for her mom, who has been having blood pressure issues, it is gone. Yes, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you it is gone. If you can only believe, just trust the process. The pressure, blood pressure has come down and she's healed completely. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. At this point, I'll hand over to Sister Joy to take us through her part of the meeting. Thank you, everyone. Have a most excellent day. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. Praise the Lord. Okay, we are now in the birthday segment. And um, <clears throat> if today is your birthday or your birthday fell during the week, please kindly raise up your hands. Let us celebrate you. Anybody? If it's your birthday, would like to celebrate you. Anybody, anybody, anybody. Okay, in the absence of any birthday celebrant, I would like to invite the esteemed Brother John for his testimony. Over to you, Brother John. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, thank you very much, Sister Joy. Uh, this testimony means so much to me because um, it's something about my my immediate younger sister, or not like, you know, yesterday I was, while I was reading the, the Old Testament, I was, and we're talking about Esther, through by the Spirit, I, I said that in case you have a maid or someone who stays with you, treat the person well and all that, you know. Now, this testimony is about someone, I call her my immediate younger sister, but, She's a girl that has been staying with us since she was, I think, nine or ten. And she's she's my she's now my sister. <laughs> and now she's over 30. Okay, she's 30 now, and she's about to get married. I think two months ago, a month or two months ago, I can't really recall. She called me and told me and said, Ah, but I key. That's I was feeling some things in my stomach. And um I went to do a test and they told me that it's fibroid. I said, okay. In my mind, I was like, I never, this had never happened to anyone around me or my family. Like, but immediately, then we're taking this communion every day. I thought I said, okay, no problem. There's no problem, we'll deal with it. And she said, okay. I said, this is what you do every day. Take the communion every day take the communion and declare that you be perfectly whole. She said, okay. And I don't know if she was consistent enough, but thanks be unto God, because it was now the time for, okay, yes, it was now the time for the last, the last healing streams with Pastor Chris. I think it was the following week was the healing streams with Pastor so this program, while I was praying for her, this God told me that she must participate in these healing streams because that is where her miracle will be consummated. 
So immediately I called her and said, listen, I know you are very busy with work, but this is your time. Never, don't miss this in streams. I called the person she was staying with. I said, please make sure that she doesn't miss these healing streams. Because the, the instruction was so strong in my spirit that these healing streams was her time. So that the day for the healing streams, I called. Yes, she said, yes, she's participating. I said, so she participated for that three days. And I think a day or two later, I was just praying on my own. And the spirit was just brought it to my spirit. Said, she's been healed. I said, yeah, really? So I called her. I said, yes, but... This girl got just told that you are healed. So, so you are healed. She said, Amen. So I just forgot about it. Left to me. I knew I just I didn't even think thought, think about it anymore. People had to call me yesterday. And she said, Ah, Brother Key, um, you remember I told you about this this thing that I went for and all that. I said, Yes. She said, Okay, yesterday I went for another test, a final test. And Surprisingly, the doctor just called, told me, I said, there is no trace of fibroid in my stomach anymore. Like there is nothing that they can't find anything anymore. I was on the road where she told me this. I felt like running. You know, so there's no trace of this anymore in me. I said, do you have the results? Like, did they give you results to prove? You say yes. I said, okay, please send a snapshot and send to me right now. That's, so as she sent it to our family group, we have been rejoicing and giving thanks to God as a family since yesterday. So I just want to thank God for the efficacy of his word. You know, Stavaka said something this morning. He said, when you have a man of God like Pastor Chris, how would you be jumping from one place to the other? You know, so I want to thank God for the gift of the Spirit, being sensitive to the Holy Ghost and his word, and the gifts of our, that he has given to us, of our man of God. So I'm also using this to tell everyone, Please don't miss these coming healing streams from Friday. Don't miss it for anything. Praise God. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share my testimony. Thank you. Whoa. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Wow. Congratulations, Brother John. Congratulations. Hallelujah. The word of God works. It does. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to handle this segment. Right now, I would like to hand over to you, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Congratulations, Brother John. You know, it reminds me of something the Spirit of God told me. It was, it was, um, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to share that now. It's, it's, it's a long one. But I just want to say that um, if there were no healing streams, if there was no healing school, what would the world be like? Would people get healed? You know, this thing I'm telling you was something the Spirit of God told me in 2018. I had a spinal cord injury and the doctors had told me that they did not have anything they could not do anything, you know, and I told myself that I was not going to wait for a healing school. I was going to walk a miracle. And let me just tell you what I did. I just kept playing the messages on a daily basis, listening to the word, because faith comes by hearing. There is no miracle that you require 
you know, I was explaining earlier that these things are really not miracles. They are miracles to you, but they are not miracles to God. There is nothing that you want that the word cannot give to you. So often you just need to build your faith to the level that that matter requires to be activated in the realm of the spirit. And that's why I said that you don't need jumping from prayer challenge to prayer challenge. It is the word of God that is required. And, you know, I stayed on the word and what the doctors said were not, was not possible. In less than two months, I was back on my feet. I was walking. Sister Joy knows the testimony. She was in my cell then. You know, I'm, I'm saying that to say that. Look at what Brother John has done. The healing stream hasn't come, but the lady has received her healing. We actually need to pass that place where we are the ones looking for miracles, looking for healings, to be the distributors of healings. Because that is what it means to carry the Holy Spirit inside of you. You say Jesus heals. The Jesus that heals lives inside of you, and he has made you a healer. Why are you looking for miracles when you should be walking miracles? Let's not live less than our calling. You see, this mentality of need, I need this, I need this. Come up hither, says the Spirit of God. Praise God. Thank you so much for that wonderful testimony. Thank you, Brother Martins, Brother Doze, Brother John, Sister Joy. Thank you for blessing us even this morning once again. And thank you, everyone, for joining. Let's omit at the moment to share the benediction. Thank you for your time. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life. We will in the house of the Lord forever, ever. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye.